Hey, TSR fans, uh, before we get to the next uh, cash grab, we wanted to take a minute and give you some of the latest developments going on at the theme parks in Florida. And I have uh, Eric with Concierge here with me to have this conversation. So, Eric, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So uh, just for the record, today is June 5th. Universal Studios Florida is open, like fully open. And so what I wanted, and then we heard that uh, Disney World, Magic Kingdom, and Animal Kingdom open uh, July 11th, and that uh, Epcot and Hollywood Studios open July 15th. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. Um, So tell me if I'm interested in going. Obviously, I have to wear a face mask, and there's going to be social distancing measures and that kind of thing. But but tell me what I should do uh, if I want to use or when I want to use, I should say, concierge for my next trip. What do I do? Well, when you decide you want to embark on your next trip, uh, definitely reach out to concierge. At the moment, we're not able to really book much of anything uh, because reservations are are currently closed and and being restructured. But we're happy to talk to you about your options. Uh, We're happy to set up some time to get back in touch with you once uh, once we can get more information on booking, uh, the the main issue right now is that in addition to the, the the change in the park, well, the the dates that the parks are opening, we have um, some closures related to the hotels. The current current reservations are being honored, and Disney has has done a great job of helping people rebook uh, throughout this process as they keep delaying and canceling different uh, different time periods. But right now, unless you're a Disney Vacation Club member, you can't really book a new uh, new reservation. Um, in addition, if you have reservations during a time period that is still open and you still have your your tickets and you still have your uh, your hotel booked, you won't be able to use your your fast passes or dining reservations. All of those have been canceled. Right. And that's because Disney is really changing the system and changing the way that they're going about this. Yeah. Um, it sounded like they did like a full-on do-over, like they just a full reboot. Everything's canceled. Uh, in fact, uh, what dining plans canceled through September of 2021. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're just refunding money. If you bought a dining plan, they're, they're canceling reservations. And it really, this is kind of, in a way, it, it makes me a little, little happier about the way they're, they're going to restructure the parks because they're planning on, you know, they don't know how many people are going to be fit, fitting into these restaurants now mm-hmm. as they have to put tables further apart, have safer physical distancing, have more cleaning procedures. So that really means a very drastic restructuring there. Um, and the same goes for fast passes. They don't have the same uh, amount of space anymore. But from what we've heard, they're going to be using some of the fast pass lines to help distance people from each other and still fit people into the queue. The path of least resistance, right? Because it's just typically shorter and there's less chance for crowding and that kind of thing, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. And it's re- going to be really interesting to see how it how it goes forward. Uh, right now, I the pictures that I've seen from uh, from Legoland and from Universal that are open, uh, I haven't checked anything today. But they're really the crowds have been so so small; it's really hard to see what's going to happen when there are a decent amount of people there. I don't right. think that's going to be the case when Disney opens up. Right. So I watched some live on boots on the ground video of Universal today, and it, it appeared that everybody was wearing masks. There wasn't a lot of distancing. Uh, it seemed like there was a lot of virtual queuing. 
which, uh, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm seeing rise of the resistance on like all the big rides. Is that, does that sound reasonable? Uh, possibly. I, I mean, a f- I guess it was about a month ago, Disneyland updated their app and added a virtual queue section that that led a lot of people to believe that when they do come back online, fast passes might be gone or drastically changed. And more because they've got that experience of rise, rise of the resistance and people mm-hmm. are starting to get that idea that they're going to institute the virtual queue system for a lot more rides. The that's what you're seeing at universal right now is that mm-hmm. virtual queue system. So right. if you don't have to cram everybody in line, then you don't have to worry about standing six feet apart. Yeah, that's a good point. So let's talk about concierge then. So as far as Disney goes now, universal specifically, if, if I wanted to book a trip today for August 1st for universal, could I call concierge? Uh, yes, I believe we are. We're fully capable of, of booking trips to, uh, to universal right okay. now. And please do, by the way, if you are interested in going to Universal Orlando, please call a concierge. They'll take care of everything for you. You won't have to think about anything. They'll just take care of it and won't cost you any extra money. Uh, But as far as the Disney parks go, it's a reservation system, which is currently not open yet. Um, Do you think that concierge and other travel planners or travel partners will be able to kind of get some kind of reservation priority? Or do you think it's going to be annual pass holders or Florida residents? What do you think? I don't know that we'll be able to get a specific priority. Um, Hold on. This is our fellow co-host, Dan. Hold on a second. Hey, Dan, I'm uh, recording a bumper with Eric. Oh, it's today? Yeah, yeah, it's today. Uh, All right. Am I on speaker? Yeah. Okay. Uh, So then I just want to say that it's not Disneyland's fault, but it didn't stay. It cares more about its people. And um, that's uh, that's all. Uh, oh yeah, Viva Gator World! All right, there's Dan, everybody, fellow co-host oh. of Cash Grab and the Supreme Resort. Dan, it's not Disneyland's fault that it cares about its people. California cares more about its people, so they're going to open up. But anyway, hot takes. That, that's hot that's takes. a whole episode of Supreme Resort right there. There it is. Um, all right. So, so Universal or so Disney, we don't know the reservation system for now. So if you're interested in going, by the way, my family's going in September, hoping we can get reservations, but I think we'll all be interested to see on July 11th, what happens. I suspect it's going to be very similar to Universal, uh, masks and all the guidelines they laid out a couple weeks ago and, so, you know, social distancing and, and it seems to be going well in Shanghai. Uh, can I book, uh, Shanghai Disney, uh, concierge? No, unfortunately uh, not. Um, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, anything else you want to add for our uh, audience? Hot takes June 5th? N- not a whole lot of hot takes. I, I, I do just want to remind people that if, if they want to get in touch with us, we are definitely able to uh, get a good list together of the people that we're going to get back in touch with as soon as we find out more info. That reservation system is going to be a surprise to everybody when it when it rolls out. Um, right. And priorities are, are a big unknown. But hey, everything's an unknown right now, right? Right. So uh, just for you, the listener, a little bit of housekeeping that we have decided because we've gotten some feedback that, you know, I can't go to the parks right now. I don't want to hear all about these theme parks that I can't go to all the time. So because of the popularity of Cash Grab, we've decided to temporarily change our release schedule. So on the 5th of the month, there will be a new Cash Grab on the 15th, the Supreme Resort. Uh, the next one is about size. Does size matter? It's an elephant in the room when you talk conversation about Disneyland and Disney World. But does size really matter? Is that Does that make a difference for a total experience? So you can hear that on June 15th where we'll have another 
little intro like this to give you the latest information about the parks. And then on the 25th, another cash grab. So we're going to do the 5th, the 15th, and the 25th of every month for the foreseeable future in that order. Uh, so this episode you're about to listen to is from the Beauty and the Beast cinematic universe. Uh, enjoy. Thanks, Eric, for your time. All right. Thanks. Enjoy the show. All right. Coming soon to Video Cassette. From the ashes of your local blockbuster video, it's Cash Grab presented by the Supreme Resort. Which it's where we uh, we watch the straight to video Disney sequels that everyone has come to know and love, and they are made by Disney. I'm Dan, uh, and uh, with me, as always, is Audrey. I'm going with you first. Oh, hey, it's me, Audrey. And Jimmy's here too. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us in your ears. And in your hearts. And in your hearts. Well, let's yes. not jump to conclusions. Oh, I'm jumping. Oh, yeah. I'm all in. Episode okay. three, baby. Yeah. We're here. For this one, we uh, have decided that it's time for Christmas. And yes, it is. It's also because it's the next movie in the, the series. Uh, this is Beauty and the Beast Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh um, also what? Also it's known not, as mm. – it's, it's one and three quarters. It's like point six. It's episode point <laughs> six because it's halfway through the first movie. Right. Also, I think it's important for us to tell you that it's April six, April nineteenth, twenty twenty, at five thirteen p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> well, Thank you, Jimmy. That's important. I think yes. your clock is behind. Mine says it's two eighteen p.m. Pacific right. daylight Let's see how long time. This, this bit can go. Yep. Yeah, they they went kind of uh, rogue one on this one. They did well. Yeah, they they sort of did. Although that was still a prequel going into. So if you right. were talking about. How Belle and her dad had just re- – it's just a whole movie about how they had just moved to that little town. Mm-hmm. Right, and how more yeah. we the Death Star. And yeah. This is more like – quiet village. Yeah. Spoiler, <laughs> this is more like Lion King one and a third because that took place during that movie. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a hmm, – what is it? A vignette? A soliloquy? A it's monologue. a break in the action? Sure. It's, uh, it's a piece of art. It's an expansion <laughs> of a story. Uh, as, yeah. As, yeah. as regular listeners of the Supreme Resort now, we we are about we're about the arts. Interlude. You know? It's an interlude. It is an, an interlude, yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. Um we're about the arts, uh Country Bridge Amboree and it's, Great it's Moments Mr. Lincoln. Also theater. Uh the Aladdin stage show, now frozen stage show. Theater. Theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So theater. <laughs> Tiki room. Yep. There are, there are performers. There are uh, live performers. <laughs> Jungle Cruise. Theater. No, Andy, well, that's Andy Warhol. <laughs> also theater. <laughs> Culinary arts? Well, if it's Andy Warhol eats a cheeseburger, it's dinner theater. Listen, every kitchen at Disney World, theater. Live performers, they're making art. <laughs> Especially those yeah. open air kitchens that are all, all the rage these days. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> What is art? What is Theater. love? <laughs> what is yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're gonna find so out pretty soon here now that we've watched Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas, 
Mm, also known as Bell's Captive Christmas. Razzle Dazzle. Razzle Dazzle, indeed. This came out in 1997, a year after uh, King of Thieves. Uh, Jimmy, unless you have anything else, I'll go ahead and do my thing. Uh, Well, I was just going to say, because we were all doing alternate titles, it's uh, Mm. Bell's Enchanted Stockholm Christmas. Right. Oh, that's that's good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go ahead. Here's my alternate title, Beauty and the Beast, How the Beast Stole Christmas. (laughs) You're, we have a winner, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, we absolutely. have a winner for alternate titles, and it is Audrey. It was yeah. not a competition, and I will accept the title. Not winner. a very close one. I mm-hmm. Hands down. Yeah. She said it wasn't a competition. I said not a very close one. Mm, it, it's a it. Friends reference. Those of you who love Friends, you'll get it. You'll be rolling in the um, uh, aisles no. of the grocery store right. six feet apart. Friends. Well, fr- that's, uh, that's television, dumb. which is a trash media. It's not theater. Like – Country Bear Jamboree. And every open-air restaurant, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so in 1997, here's what we got going on. Uh, mm. The box office is a place where you go to buy tickets to movies, and the top 10 movies that people are buying tickets to were number 10, The Full Monty, number 9, Fifth Element, Ooh. number 9. That's surprising. Um, uh, uh, My Best Ooh, Friend's Wedding was number 8. Liar Liars, number seven, seven. Uh, as Good As It Gets was number six. Number five is Air Force One. And When Does Tomorrow Die? Never. That was number four. Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, and Black, number three. Lost World, Jurassic Park. And did you, the, either one of you, know what was number one? It was uh, Titanic. Yes. Ooh. And Audrey and I were both seven years old. Also, what was happening in the world? Hong Kong uh, got their independence, sort of, because China took over. Um, scientists cloned Dolly the Sheep. Heaven's Gate cult, uh, they they were a thing. They had a good taste in shoes, and they all killed themselves. Uh, 39 members of a Heaven's Gate cult in California killed themselves, thinking they would be sent up to a spaceship behind the passing Hail bop Comet. Uh, speaking of Hail bop Hanson... Right. So they, oh, wow. Yeah. See what I did there? Uh, they had their first hit, uh, Mbop. Their their album was Middle of Nowhere. And O.J. Simpson was in a civil suit for wrongful death. Timothy McVeigh's found guilty of bombing. Uh, Mars Pathfinder lands on Guess What Mars. And Princess Diana's funeral happens. California bans affirmative action. Because that's kind of state California was at that time. Uh, Tony Blair was elected. Uh, if anyone is not keeping track, that was Great Britain. Married with Children was canceled. Oh. Harry Potter was published. Yeah. And world's first surviving set of septuplets. Uh, Mother Teresa died. And almost as sad, Camel cigarettes removed Joe Camel from mm-hmm. their marketing. Hmm. Sounds like a tragic year. It really was. And... I- I remember seeing some of these uh, these things in my elementary school yearbook because they mm. used to put like a, a full color section right in the middle of it with pictures of like current events. And Dolly the Sheep stood out, the comet. I think Diana's death was there. Yeah, we get it. You're young. We got it. Amazing. My elementary school also had a yearbook. <laughs> As did mine. <laughs> okay. Wow, you guys are so supportive and fun. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us more. No. Okay. (laughs) No and? Um, Also, the Beauty and the Beast, the Enchanted Christmas 
was released straight to video in 1997. <laughs> yes. yes. So here's what's going on in this movie. Okay. Now, this is before I watched it mm. and I'm just getting straight into it. So mm -hmm. um, stop me if you heard it. It's mid-film and it's winter. Belle has been verbally abused and imprisoned in a magical castle. Stockholm Syndrome is setting in and because the beast is male and has haunting eyes, he'll have to do. Oh the my film, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love this story. film, does this pass the uh, robust, what is it, what's the test? The Bechdel test. Bechdel test. Does it pass it? I think it does. Really? You have, the, you have Mrs. Potts and you have the uh, Bernadette Peters. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And they talk about something other than. Oh. They talk about <laughs> decorating for Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, other things that. Never How met. fitting that this is the first one. <laughs> so, so the film, the film explores the gap between total hatred and disgust and falling in love. Mm. Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, and all that. They have snowball fights. They drink hot cocoa. Gaston makes an appearance, and LeFou comes and influences Mrs. Potts and manipulates the love affair. Oh, Ooh. and Santa Claus makes an appearance. Voiced by Tim. <laughs> wow. I really, those are all so exciting and I wanted to see that happen. Mm -hmm. We should make that movie. <laughs> right now. Um, so my predictions going in, I think you and I did see this years ago and I don't remember much of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, Lumiere, Lumiere, is it Lumiere or Lumiere? Whatever his yeah. name is. That guy. Uh, him and Cogsworth, wow. uh, there, there's a buddy subplot. Um, and uh, <laughs> Lumiere is like a Roger Rabbit kind of character. Also, he's like 25% more French. That's kind of what I'm thinking there. Oh. Um, Potts, Potts teaches Chip about the meaning of Christmas. Wacky decorating montage. Beast loses it. More beast outbursts than are consistent with the Wait, timeline. And we're yep. supposed to do what we predicted was going to happen, not what actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> Maurice is in trouble. A very brief and inconsequential Gaston scene. Uh, he's not a fan of Christmas, by the way. Mm -hmm. Of course not. They're clearly celebrating Christmas, but say the actual holiday as little or as vaguely as possible. And yeah, I <laughs> no, I think it would be he loves Christmas, but he's changed it to, to Gastonmas. Yes, yes. You know? <laughs> oh my god, that would be a really fun holiday to see mm -hmm. animated. I think Gastonmas. <laughs> no Audrey, one parties like Gaston. That's right. No one mules like Gaston. No one hmm? mules mules like Gaston. <laughs> Rides a mule like Gaston. Okay, we're not songwriters. <laughs> no, really. not yet. Not yet. Um, here's what I thought the movie was going to be. I thought that actually, yeah, I, I wrote number one, How the Beast Stole Christmas. So mm -hmm. that was my, that was actually what I thought the plot was going to be like. I thought it was going to be kind of a, a, a recreation of um, that beloved classic with the Grinch being the beast and Belle is the Grinch's dog. Oh, I um, <laughs> All the who's. Yes. Um, everyone in the mansion wants to party and have fun. It's like mm -hmm. real world Beast's mansion. Um, but Beast obviously not having it because he's a big grouch. The climax, I, I don't, let me, let me back up a little bit. I don't remember a whole lot of the original Beauty and the Beast. It wasn't my favorite of the Disney movies, so I haven't watched it 
a bunch yeah, of times. You were young. I've seen it enough. It. No, no, no. I mean, I was young. <laughs> I watch. I've watched uh, Atlantis: The Lost Empire like oh, multiple yeah. times as an adult. You're the one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that episode later. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I didn't have a whole lot of of predictions on what this movie was going to be because I really I didn't remember the characters' names, so I couldn't make more specific you know assumptions. Uh, the one thing I wrote is that the climax was going to be Christmas is canceled plus fire, which <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like there's always some sort of elemental. Um, elemental danger in a disney movie that people have to look out for in aladdin it was lava lava in this movie would be mm-hmm. fantastic it that would have been interesting it, i don't know how geography uh, like uh ge- not ge- like um geologically that would work because they're in the middle of germany right france. i don't think there are active volcanoes in france sorry there france. might be they were only the same country for a short time those those Guys, types of mountain ranges are 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 the ones that aren't they're just pushed up by tectonic plates, not not created like Hawaii's mountains. Mm. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not a hot spot, but rather the oh. movement of the earth and the plates colliding with each other in right. a series of subduction and the other opposite of seduction. Subduction. Yes. Um, Great. The resolution is that Christmas is in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. So it is true. Um, guys, I read an f- interesting article about, you know, how the Star Wars movies are all, George Lucas said famously that they're all, um, they all rhyme. And so there's like <laughs> parallels mm-hmm. and think about the end of Revenge of the Sith when Obi-Wan and Anakin are fighting in fields of lava, which is mm-hmm. like death and destruction and decay and despair. And he what turns part to of the that, dark side. What part of that 40 minute long scene should we be thinking of? <laughs> Just the lava. <laughs> Okay. Oh, got it. Okay. And then at the end of Rise of Skywalker, the two heroes are for the hero villain are fighting in, in waves of water, not volcanic eruption. It's water, which is life and and health and rebirth. So there's a total like. And then he went to the good side instead of the bad side. Spoilers, Jimmy. <laughs> I literally just read that before we started recording. (laughs) (laughs) She said lava. It made me think of it. Cut this all out. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, So we watched this movie. Uh And here's a trailer for the movie that we watched. You've been to the dinner. You've been to the dance. (laughs) Now, be our guest for a Beauty and the Beast Christmas celebration Mm. with (laughs) the special edition release of Disney's Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. We're going to have the greatest now, the enchanting story continues. As Haley Joel Osment is reclining Christmas. Really? And her yep. magical friends. The master <coughs> has forbidden Christmas. No one can forbid Christmas. As long as Bring the joy of Christmas to the castle and warm the heart of a beast. It's from a girl. Only original voice talent. New friends. Show-stopping songs. And never before seen DVD <laughs> bonus features. Oh, oh la la! This beloved Beauty and the Beast holiday classic is even more magical than ever. It's wonderful. Oh, it is wonderful. Presents the special edition of Beauty and the Beast: The Enchanted Christmas on Disney DVD and video, November for a limited time only. What are we waiting for? It's on Disney Plus forever. Oh, oh, oh. Don't I you love- think it's redundant to call it a special release? Aren't all of these releases special? 
they they truly are. They truly you know? are. Yeah. I, I would have just Yeah. I don't know. I love how when they were recording this trailer thing that they peppered in, you know, people's the characters saying funny things like, oh <laughs> la la and <laughs> Oh, and by the way, Christmas? Lumiere is twenty five percent more French in this for sure. Oh, oh, absolutely. I have, at some point he just becomes Pepe Le Pew. You know? <laughs> Maybe because he has twenty five percent more lines. He does. That could be it. But like he's, <laughs> it's like just draw a like white line on his back and just be like, hey, now he's he's here now. He's he's in this movie. <laughs> yeah, this movie. This there's a lot to unpack in this movie. They. Mm-hmm. So the whole anthropomorphic element, I have so many notes on this in my brain. I didn't write them down. It, it really does kind oh of – the more so you're I've exposed it. to it and the more that you have to think about it, yeah. the more it really falls apart. It reminds me of a time when I was I was working at the movie theater when the air quotes live action version of Beauty and the Beast came out. Mm-hmm. And I walked in to just you know walk in to do a theater check as you do. And it was it was a moment where the the dresser was talking to I don't know like a chair and saying that they mm-hmm. loved each other and like I for a moment like I I know what the context for that is but for a moment I just forgot that I did that I did know the context and it was hilarious it's like <laughs> I want to see this movie <laughs> yeah yeah so you know, let me jump into it because I I have yeah I have so I, I'm gonna go through the plot and we'll we'll do our our you know kind of interjections and barbs but so the movie opens with people in a line singing deck the halls okay uh, <laughs> Jerry Arbach comes back and in fact as I came to find out throughout everybody came back but this is the original cast and then some which we'll get into so Jerry Arbach's in his second appearance in cash grab <laughs> Cash yep. All Star. Yep, exactly. Angela's back. David's back. That's David Ogden's tires. Um, so this the movie starts with after the curse has been lifted. Okay, so right. it's the first Christmas since the curse, and this is a Christmas movie. Like it's it, it, aggressive. Capital Christmas. Christmas. They yeah they just went straight for deck the halls. They didn't write an original song. They just Mm-mm. said, hey, it's Christmas. We're singing carols yep. to you. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that I was think, their intention. I'm but. sorry. Yeah, they. This. I feel like they cheaped out with the music. We'll get to more of that. We will. We will indeed. And yes, they did. And uh, spoilers for later, Alan Silvestri uh, should be sued. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So my first question, was Chip born as a cup? Because this curse lasted what? How long? It was years, right? Long enough that he should have been born as a cup. Because he's a little boy. And this is a year after the curse. And he's still a little boy, which means he was a little boy when he died anyway. So, Um, okay. I don't know if you guys are familiar with diva cups, but that's what I'm imagining right now. And it's cracking me up. I don't know what that is. Okay. Here's a little education. It's gross. Uh, I don't know. It's a it's called a menstrual cup and it's a replacement mm-hmm. for tampons or pads mm-hmm. or whatever other sort of uh you know yeah. monthly period stuff women use. You had me at menstrual, go ahead. <laughs> it's a little silicone cup that you insert into your vagina and it catches the uh <laughs> flow and then you remove it and dump it out 
and rinse it out and use it again. And it's, you know, it's, it's environmentally friendly because you're not creating a lot of waste with tampons, which are yeah, like remo- re- reusable diapers. Yeah, I get it. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm just imagining cup as a menstrual cup. Oh, jeez. <laughs> imagining this anthropomorphic child as a cup you put in your vagina. I don't think we're specifically imagining Chip as that. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) Well, no, that's, I was making a direct (laughs) relation. Like, Oh, okay. Diva cup. And that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So how long, so I want to know how long they were cursed because when there's a flashback spoiler, he's pretty young Mm -hmm. and now he's like an adult man. And Chip is a little boy, and it, like if that's the case, how was he conceived? That's a great <laughs> question. Okay, so when a piece of pottery and a <laughs> wine glass love each other very much. Oh, there's some wine glasses in this too. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite you lines. Know, I, the thing that that I ended up being the most fascinated by was the plates. I don't know why. But mm-hmm. it's just like I feel like they do a lot of a lot of the the work that nobody wants to they're like decorative, but they're also functional mm-hmm. like i I started there's so much about this that I was just like, okay, so what's the power structure here like are the spoon like does everyone with a job like go to what that job is and how why is everybody like oddly named the same thing that they become and I like wrote that down and then oh. like should a teapot really be b- bouncing around? so much mm-hmm. like when she's fragile like, yeah. well was there was there no one oh, on oh, staff man. named scooter that they could like turn into like a rascal so she could like you know, zoom around we, like we safely. absolutely share the same brain so <laughs> maybe as she's jumping around she might get a chip and so that's how the cup was formed it's came off go. of her body and nice. that's chip but oh. sexual reproduction mm-hmm. sprinkle in yep. some mini chlorians and it's mm-hmm. like palpatine's Chip's father. <laughs> yeah, I have a ton of notes about this, so let's let's not let's not get back right. on track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cogs, Cogsworth and Lemire, they're arguing about which one of them saved Christmas last year. Okay. <laughs> and it's up to Mrs. Potts to regale us with the actual story. And by the way, to your point, were they cursed with the things that they were that they were based on their names? Like Mrs. Potts and she became a teapot. And if so, there- if so, I think that that witch that did the curse is like the most clever person in the entire yeah. like world of this story. Absolutely. And so like was there a Mr. Co track? <laughs> you know? Oh we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Anyway. <laughs> so Belle had run away from the castle. Beast saved her life and they started to become friends. The castle As is back. Normal. Yeah, right. The back the castle's back in ruins. It's last Christmas. Okay. This is the this is where the, our story is taking place. This is Mrs. Potts regaling us with the story. Beast is sulking in the garden. Belle is excited about today being December twenty fourth, the day before Christmas. The servants she coax Belle into going out. You're in it so far? She waited no, I was just saying she waited till the last second to like do any preparations. Yes, that's well, true. It's a teapot, you know? Well, this is Belle we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, well, I just called her a teapot. She looks drunk because she's been quarantined for the holidays. (laughs) (laughs) She was the original. Never mind. Um, Mm. The servants then coax Belle into going outside and 
to conveniently chat with Beast because he's outside sulking. So Beast falls down and he smacks his family jewels and there's an allusion to it for some reason. Like it's like I fell and hit my I fell down. Landed on his gonads. Um it's a perfect day for skating, and Belle convinces the Beast to join her. Beast is able to skate without skates somehow. Meanwhile, well, you know, it's just science. Yeah, he was on his he was on his claws. On his claws, like, yes. Claws. And it's about it's about this time in the movie that I just had a thought that like this is how a cult operates. Like this is <laughs> like <laughs> what? It just I mean, I realize there's a curse, but like this is this is how I imagine a, a, like a compound with a cult being operated, oh. where it's just like, oh no, it's, you can't say the wrong thing around this like man-child god emperor who will yeah. like, yeah, mm. it's a it's weird. This this movie just makes everything yeah. weirder. It makes oh, it weird. Yeah, why did why did Beast get turned into a mammal and then everything else got turned into inanimate An object? Yeah, it's a it's a fine question because if he was maybe turned his into first a, name is Harry. Yeah, probably is. <laughs> Based on the naming structure of the rest of the people, his name was Harry Beastman. <laughs> <laughs> so Damn, yeah. that witch was clever. Yeah, totally. <laughs> some some were easier than others. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, an evil organ is playing in the depths of the castle. It's actually the top, I think. Uh, we are introduced to Fife, who is a Fife, or is he a Piccolo? can't tell and maestro who is the organ right Uh, well i'm jimmy i do have a bachelor's degree in uh music composition so i do happen to know that five is a piccolo and tim curry is playing tim curry tim curry was the organ yes yeah dang i thought it was it sounded kind of like jermaine clement being the bad guy in moana Mm. There is one character who's trying to be someone, and I can't figure out what it is, but we'll get there. So mm. Tim Curry – so because it's played by Tim Curry, he's a villain because Tim Curry mm-hmm. can't not villain. And oh, by the way, there's a there's an audible recording of the uh, Christmas Carol, and it's narrated by Tim Curry. It, it It is a frightening story. I mean it's already oh. a ghost story, but Tim Curry <laughs> reading the story is just petrifying. <laughs> okay, so uh, so, so he bad CGI in this movie. Oh, I, that's my next sentence. He's mm. a very CG organ. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out that like it's really hard to get into this movie because we know all the main characters are going to survive, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I is that what you need in a Christmas movie? Like, how many of these people I are going to die? Possibility of death. Okay, <laughs> let's break <laughs> those stakes. Well, there is a murder threat later on. Spoilers. Maestro <laughs> show does or not. <laughs> See, okay, yeah, this was the part in the movie, like, so far the animation had been pretty solid. Everyone mm-hmm. looked good except for Belle. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is about second, about sequels and animating the lead female character. They always just look drunk to me. Um, <laughs> this is where, this in the movie, I was like, oh, here's where the animation's bad. Because it was bad. <laughs> so yeah, original Ugh. CG. Ugh. Yeah, and he's bolted to the wall, but yes. somehow doesn't want the curse to be lifted. Right, right, that was so confusing. Well, guys, you know why? It's because before this, he was just thrown aside, and now he is the beast's best friend and confidant. 
and he doesn't want to go back to normal. Really weird stalker vibe to this character. Mm -hmm. I thought, yeah, there was like a a strange, like he's into Beast and Fife is kind of like Twinkie and (laughs) the organ is kind of like, I don't know, I'm getting this, I'm getting this vibe. Maybe it's just me. Like he's a little like, he's a. He's a twink. Yes. I'm going to have to look another thing up. All right. Mm -hmm. Beast Um, is, is obviously a bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a daddy. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's okay. chains involved, you know? Mm. Well, he's bolted to the wall. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Beast doesn't seem to understand the nature of this curse, like at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> he doesn't seem very intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> well, when they no. when we flash back to him as a young person, the day he gets cursed, he's he's a little bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. He's, like, he's comically terrible. He's horrible. He has no redeeming qualities at all, except those eyes, guys. Oh, oh mm. those eyes are mm. dreamy. They're mm. dreamy. Eh. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I just I find it interesting how like Beast in this movie is. Uh, it's he's exactly as clueless or as furious as the story needs him to be at any mm-hmm. given moment. Right. Yep. So anyhow, the maestro doesn't want to go back to normal because he's now Beast's best friend and confidant. So he enlists the piccolo to break it up before it becomes true love and reverse the curse. So he sends the piccolo out to stop Beauty and the Beast from potentially falling in love as they're skating, right? Mm-hmm. And then there are antics. Oh, there are antics. There are antics. And then the Beast sees so, – so they – yeah, there are antics and they fall into a snowbank and Belle's happy about it because she gets to make a snow angel. So she makes this perfect little snow angel and the Beast gets up and he – his looks like a beastly snow angel. So he gets upset because she's beautiful. He's a beast. She's a perfect he's angel. He's Yeah, well, sure. He wants to be. Hijinks. Mm-hmm, hijinks. Her hair's on fleek. Is that how he you say won- it? Yeah, it was fleeky. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god! Hey, look, I have to have like a bachelor's degree in millennium to be. We were both seven years old when this movie came out. Okay, <laughs> it's not my, our fault that you're old. Okay, my millennial bachelor's know. degree for this. Flinky is like so five years ago. Now it's probably something like, um, you know, it's uh, it's high key. High, high, yeah, high key. Exactly. Yeah, that, you exactly. Is my, is is Bella my, my tasty treat? She's a snack, I think. A snack. She's a That's snack. What it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she's she's like. Uh, we won't get into it. I because I don't know the lingo anymore. Oh, okay. Well, you're way beyond it. Wow. If anyone, wants to, if anyone wants to help out in figuring out if Belle is indeed a snack, uh, go ahead and go to the Supreme Resort Group on Facebook. Let mm. us know. Yeah. Hashtag snack or not. Snack or no snack. <laughs> snack or dessert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the beast sees his uh, snow angel. He gets real upset. This enrages him. So then he goes to Maestro Forte. That's his full name, Maestro Forte, for counsel. Mm-hmm. One step forward, two steps back, everybody. Mm. Mm. Opposites attract. I'm thinking Paul Abdul all the we way. We go together. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, the, which, the music video where she dances with a, um, a cartoon fox. For all uh, my cat. cartoon cat. a cat. For yeah. all my Drag Race fans out there, that lip sync was so fierce. <laughs> well, it's a cartoon, so. Okay. <laughs> I lost both of you, didn't I? Yep, I did. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, I, I was going along just doing that thing I do. Oh, that's another that's great movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> that thing you do? Was a, that was a full-on Tom Hanks drop right there. 
Yeah. Directed by, written by, starring. All of it. Yeah. Sploosh. Every day doing that thing you do. Eh, um, Tom Hanks. Whatever. He's America's <laughs> treasure. Are you? Yeah. He's you're a, very a monster. Talented, he's a talented actor. He just doesn't do anything for me. Who would Tom Hanks play in this universe, in the Beauty and the Beast universe? Oh, at this point in his life, he'd play the dad. I agree mm. with that completely. Mm-hmm. Maurice. He's- where at the beginning of his career, he would play Belle, but she lives in an apartment <laughs> complex. where right. And cross-dresses. Yeah, yeah, take that, Audrey. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll age you anytime. Any day of the week. Even though we're the same age. Remember on the Ropers, the <laughs> spinoff of Three's Company? Uh, anyway yeah (laughs) so bell explains what christmas is to chip because she doesn't know because he was a cup when he was born and (laughs) she doesn't and she doesn't know enough about the beast to get him the right gift right she wants to give that's what you do so she wants to get a gift for the beast although he's done nothing to deserve it so Mm -hmm. she decides to write him a story because that is what she likes she likes reading and so Jimmy, she wants to bef- make a mystery. I just before you say he did nothing, can I remind you of his dreamy eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he just that save her from wolves? That's, That's true. Yeah. That is true. Okay, so thank mm-hmm. you for saving my life. And he has a castle, he, even though I ran away. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, you're keeping me as prisoner. Um, That's complicated. The, it is. It's complicated. That's Boy, the relationship I mean, status like, when this movie I'm started. Trying to put myself in Belle's shoes, like. <laughs> This is my, this is, these are the circumstances I've tried to escape. Uh, I almost died and my captor saved me. So I feel thankful that I'm not dead, um, mm-hmm. but confused. Like, why did he, like, oh, why am I his prisoner? Why, he could have just let me die, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it's especially like, because he really doesn't understand the nature of this curse. Like, no. it's not that that would make it any less Stockholm but it's still like, Everything's weird in this movie. <laughs> right. He does know that she he needs to be in love and have somebody love him. He knows that. And he yeah. even says in this movie he thought she was the one. So he definitely understands the stakes and that he will be a beast forever if he doesn't do this love thing. Right. Ugh, they're just trying but to But it's just wow. like why it, it's not so much that this movie itself is I mean it is. It, it's definitely weird, but it again it takes the things about the original, the, the first movie that were like, yeah, okay, fine. The furniture has a personality. Cool. That's whatever. And it uses it so much that you're just left going, what? It's Everything's everything's wrong here. <laughs> Everything mm-hmm. in this universe is just messed up and wrong and not in a whimsical way. It's just confusing. So confusing. Like, and I have so many notes. The suspension of disbelief is not there anymore because you're just right. like, confused why everyone's yep we're gonna get there we're gonna get there let's page two baby (laughs) this is gonna be a Uh, long one yeah (laughs) so so she doesn't know what to get him so she writes she writes his book right and they uh in the book it's actually really quite artistic the way that it kind of comes to life yeah the animation was cool Mm -hmm. oh my gosh this is the song you keep you keep talking yeah so so they, it's it's very artistic, and she's singing this song, and she, basically the pages of the song are coming to life, and she and the Beast are kind of living through it, and they go on Aladdin's magic carpet in one part of the scene. Mm-hmm. 
And if you play the whole thing, which please don't, um, uh, did anyone tell Alan Silvestri that he stole the chorus from this song for the Polar Express Suite? Oh, I didn't catch that. Well, and there's parts of it that sound... Here it is. Wow. Full-on Polar Express. I love this new feature. I got to say, like, I'm trying to find something genuinely positive to say about each one of these. And the medieval illustrations are really, really nice touch here. Mm -hmm. A lot about this is good, except for the song itself. Uh-huh. I caught whiffs of Circle of Life, not the mm. not the not the big like showstopper one at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm tired of this song. Um, and uh, I got my Polar Express point across. Yeah, and uh, but like the middle part where him where uh, Lion King, Johnson Taylor Thomas, and the Lady Lion are definitely not having sex. Nala, mm. Nala, yeah. That part. Right. Uh, Okay. Didn't get it, but maybe you can uh, pull that one out. So now Cogsworth is trying to stop Christmas as well, while Belle and the rest of the slaves try to convince him. (laughs) And here's – I would like to play a couple of – or not play it. I would like to um, read a couple of actual lines from this film. Uh, Cogsworth says to Lumiere – uh, we don't stick our wick where it doesn't belong while Lumiere <laughs> is putting his finger in Cogsworth's anal region. <laughs> and casting Fyra. Uh, and the wine glasses. So back to the anthropomorphic. So when you see the characters like Mrs. Potts, you can see that the spout is her nose. And you, know, like the, you can kind of get an idea of where these things are. The wine glasses are clear wine glasses that have mouths on the side of mouths. Them. <laughs> and, and no eyes. No. And when they open it's like their mouths, have a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, stuff would fall out when if they open their mouths. It's just a hole in the glass. It doesn't make any sense. But just be drooling breathe. out li- wine. Yes. When you so, fill but, them up, are they drowning? Do they breathe <laughs> air? Where do they respirate? <laughs> I do have to say that that gag as a gag was enjoyable. It was the, disturbing. The, well, because they're <laughs> whining. They're wine glasses. That's what I wrote down. Don't wine glasses. Yeah. Yeah. That was oh. what Cogsworth said. It's an attempt so, was made is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but then no, – I just – I can't get down that rabbit hole yet. So they convince <laughs> Cogsworth with enticing foods to eat. Like they decide – because he doesn't want to do Christmas because the beast doesn't like Christmas and we can't do it. And then they tell him all about the food they're going to eat. Can they mm-hmm. eat food? That's so. That's a great question. What, what's he gonna? What's a clock gonna do with a minced pie? It would yeah, just gum up the works, right? Right. And I mean, he's an actual clock. How do they poop? <laughs> well, if they're not, these eating. are all valid questions. <laughs> well, and and like the the whole Cogsworth thing. And look, I'm saying this as a person who is at least fifty pounds overweight. It's basically like. I felt like like what they were doing is like, hey, you're fat. You like food, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's a stout clock. I mean, yeah. it's really a hype I, thing, though. I started relating a little bit to Cogsworth because, damn, holiday foods get me going. Mm. Mm. Don't they get us all? So yeah, um, they. And by the way, they go to the bathroom in their um, menstrual cups. <laughs> 
<laughs> and every time another character who knows what's going on is like, that's not what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> My son. Um, (laughs) so they go to the attic to get out the christmas decorations and this is where it gets nuts okay so (laughs) think about christmas decorations right you've got the the angel on top of the tree you've got Mm -hmm. the little christmas balls that hang you've got candy canes all that those are the decorations that they're going to get right so are they anthropomorphized you know the word I'm trying to say. So help yeah. me understand. Did the curse work in reverse? Like the angel is alive and has a name. Yeah. Course, yeah. So, so, but she originally wasn't an angel. She was the the housekeeper. And by the way, she is Angelique mm-hmm. and she yes. becomes the angel. Yeah. She, um, I, I think she was the palace decorator, right? She was. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. I, this is real time, real time writing. And the uh, so help me understand. Did the curse work in reverse? And the angel is alive and has a name, of course, Angelique. And Lumira has a thing for her. So if the curse was reversed and the angel was not alive, did he, this human have a thing for an inanimate object? All the balls and the freaking boiler. Like the boiler's yeah. alive. What was the boiler before? Yeah, the 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 payroll for this staff was unmanageable. Insane. Yeah, obscene. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. So Angelique was the castle decorator and is now the angel. Okay. And the balls, the little hanging balls on the tree were her assistants, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then what about the actual decorations? Where are they? <laughs> I just yeah. don't understand. And it's just, it's a really, really weird department to have that much staff too. It is. Yeah. Like, for like sure. it, Beast must, must, by the way, does this Beast have a name besides Beast? How did he make his yeah, money? It's Harry Beastman. What are you talking Harry, about? <laughs> Sorry, we already covered that. Yeah. How did he, was he, it's like a drug kingpin situation or maybe his, his family, what they yeah. were involved. I guess yeah. He's and in a castle that nobody in the village nearby knows exists. Maybe they were making the meth for Jasmine, who we've established is addicted to meth because she has a tiger. The tiger queen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, try. yeah, and and the angel is French, by the way. Well, they're oh, they're all French, but Angelique. she's French. She is she full sounds, French. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about the character from uh, Anastasia, the DreamWorks movie. That's not the, French. Uh, we only watch Disney Russia. movies here. Yeah. I don't know, but there's a character in that movie later that sounds just like this person. It's probably voiced by. Oh, probably Bernadette. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, who's that freaking character? That was what I was thinking at this moment. And also, she sucks. She's so annoying. (laughs) What do you mean? Yeah, she is kind of bitchy. Like, she just sits around and refuses to help. Yeah, she doesn't. All she does is criticize. Yeah, exactly. And then at the end, when she, oh, no, never mind. I'll get to it. Uh, So, Bernadette Peters is Angelique. And um, a waste of talent because she is one of the finest Broadway singers of all time. And she has to do a duet and a crappy song. Uh, And then I mentioned Haley Joel Osment as Chip. This is a star-studded cast, guys. (laughs) So Angelique doesn't want to give up her – to get her hopes up for Christmas. So they sing a song, As Long As There's Christmas. Mm. Track number two. There's more to I love that you By the way, I just want to point out that when Cogsworth says, as long as there's food, mm-hmm. my ear really hears it as him saying, as long as there's poop. <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually, uh, how things work, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> 
result of food. Yeah. And then when they... Oh, wait, is it coming? It's coming. So... It's music, it sounds like. <laughs> and then when they do this duet... When they do the duet with Angelique later, their singing voices are way too alike to the point that I was just like, is Belle the voice of the angel too? Okay, so that duet was kind of nice. I thought that they complimented each other and sounded good together. But Belle singing on her own in the rest of the movie, I can't Mm. stand. Like, within the first two seconds, I'm like, no, this voice it's not it's not i think it was the original the the actress who did the speaking voice with Paige o'hara i think she was original but the singing voice is different Mm. because i don't think Paige o'hara is a singer i may be wrong but we don't do past show corrections so i'm right Um, (laughs) we're always right here (laughs) so the beast guys they've decided to celebrate christmas angelique's not going to help she's just going to criticize but the beast (laughs) must not find out Right. Mm, so mm. immediately he finds out. <laughs> um, and as a little squeak, Piccolo tells I, the maestro who tells Beast, who reminds Beast how much he despises Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right. And the reason we all hate Christmas is because oh Christmas was the uh, day we got the curse. No. So we get a flashback scene. No okay? movie. An origin yes. story. And oh, it's, there's so many so origins. Yeah, totally. So this is the uh, yeah. This is like Guardians of the. Never mind. This is how you do Marvel wrong. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin Feige watched this movie and said everything they did <laughs> do the opposite. He was inspired. He's like, I know what they're trying to do. I can do it better. It's Marvel Cinematic Universe inspired by <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Bells. The Enchanted Christmas. Okay. <laughs> I, I um, got to point out, though, that the, the staff being unmanageably large mm-hmm. does account for a lot of chorus singers being involved in, like, every song. Yeah, that's like, true. It, that's true. It, it, it's one of the only movies where it makes sense for there to be background singers that you don't see because, like, the entire – like, the plates are singing, right? Mm-hmm. And the wine so, glasses. Yeah, everyone, everyone's involved. Living in the Von Trapp family. Minstrel cups. <laughs> Okay, so the scene is played out in a flashback where young Prince Pre-Beast is a dick. Harry Beastman. Harry Beastman is is like, he's so over-the-top terrible. He's awful. He's a little shit. He is. He doesn't want the book. He doesn't want this. And then he turns away the witch and everybody magically turns into their name. So the maestro then cut back to real time, which is a flashback. Inside of uh, anyway, <laughs> maestro, maestro. Oh yeah, Beast, that's right. Yeah, this is a flashback in a flashback, and mm. all right. So we're back to present past time. Maestro tells Beast that Bell is in the boiler room. So now the boiler's alive, also. So what about the actual boiler? Yeah, <laughs> Studio Ghibli called. They want their boiler room scene back. <laughs> Because this was a, it was bad. I didn't like it. Well, and so were they all from New York before or after the curse? <laughs> well, Why the did axes. they go to France? <laughs> yeah, the axes. What what was the main axe trying to be? I could not figure it out. Like, he, was he was trying, trying to, to be Jewish. 
We said like, like a neurotic Jew guy, but it was yeah. was it supposed to be Woody Allen? I don't know. He was just like you know, like the typical guilt tripping. I don't. Uh, oh, uh, be careful, careful. He does. <laughs> he starts guilt tripping. Yeah. <laughs> like my. And I bet his original name was like Steve Axelrod. <laughs> <laughs> Which is clever. I, here's what I want. I want them to go back to making these horrible movies and make like a backstory for all of these people. Mm-hmm. I want to know yeah. what the boiler is up to. What like what? Well, what did the what, boiler become when he turned? I, like I think that it happened in reverse. I think everything got cursed. If you were an inanimate object, you're now alive, and if you were alive, you're now an object. It must be that way because it doesn't make any sense that there's a boiler there unless I think there that are that, two boilers. I think that's actually why it works the other way is because there's no way that that much thought went into this. I think it's just, well, okay, things are alive now, but no one went in and said like, okay, wait a minute. If we're going to say everything is alive, like what did this castle look like before? Was there like nothing in it? Like maybe they were just whatever they were standing next to, they got turned into. (laughs) Coincidentally being named after them. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like a, that's a happy accident for some Uh characters. Yeah. So anyway, so this guy was standing next to the boiler and now he's the boiler. So Paul <laughs> Rubens is the five. Mm-hmm. Also he's known as DJ Rex. That's right. DJ Rex. Beast. Fi- there you <laughs> Take that, Audrey. Um, <laughs> so Beast. Sorry, fi- I didn't know who that guy's name was. So I'm sorry. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman. Pa- oh, oh. DJ Rex, formerly Captain Rex. Beast finds her in there in the boiler room and she explains what a Yule log is. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I got to say, I'm, I don't, okay. Am I proud? I don't, I have a feeling and I don't know if it's pride or disappointment mm-hmm. that, and I realize how close those two things are, um, that <laughs> nobody made a joke using the word Yule. Like, you'll love it. Or, oh, mm, that's the like, sequel. Yeah, it's all about. So yeah, we keep going. We keep going micro, micro, micro to the point that it's like it's an entire movie about this one moment. Oh, <laughs> like, I, like, I, just, I didn't know what she was doing down there. I was like, "What is this wood for?" Yeah, well, she was finding a yule log. That was the point. They, so she explained what that is. Is the beast running a factory? Like, why? Why do we have a boiler? Well, the heat. That's it's used for for um, creature comforts. Why are you being so nice to this movie in this in this one instance? I'm just being nice to science, Dan. And a boiler <laughs> is used for creature comforts. You this before you know electricity and, and a lot of places still in the new, like New England they use boilers because they don't have enough. Right, whatever. Right. Anyway, there will be no Christmas. Cut to commercial. <laughs> right. Yeah. This episode yeah. is sponsored by. Oh, sorry. Well, it's uh, it's it's interesting that like it, it, there's. This is one of the first places where I'm waiting for Bell to or someone to say like, well, yeah, you can't forbid Christmas because it's in your heart or whatever. But instead, it's just like, no, Christmas is just it, it is the stuff. It, it's just we need to get a tree. We need to have, yeah. Yeah. About mm-hmm. things. Yeah. It's not the spirit. It's the actual items that make Christmas the food. Clearly the tree. And we'll get to the tree. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So determined. Bell and Chip go out to find a Christmas tree in the grounds. Beast finds the give the gift that Bell gave him, and he needs to determine what to get her. So he asks Maestro to compose a happy song for Bell. 
And then I wrote, who is Axe doing an impression of? I think we got there. Mm -hmm. While finding a Christmas tree, Belle is lured into the organ room by an enchanting song. Mm. Yes. Have you ever been lured anywhere by music? Oh, yeah. I mean, the the notes actually came out of the organ and like fought beasts. I wonder. (laughs) I assume they smell like, like moisture, like damp paper. You're all about moisture, aren't you? Um, I've I've never been lured by music, but I have smelt like a pie in a distant room and mm-hmm. been lift physically lifted <laughs> by my nose <laughs> as yep. my feet flapped behind yep. me and mm-hmm. carried and then they to probed you anally. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's just Thursday. <laughs> Not always in that order. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So she gets lured into the uh, organ room, and then Maestro lures Bell into the Black Forest to find the perfect tree because he went through uh, the whole list of all the things you need to have in order for it to be Christmas. The one thing they don't have is a tree. Mm-hmm. So she has to go to the Forbidden Forest. Sorry, the Black Forest, which she is forbidden from. She's not allowed the to go there. The Forbidden Black Forest. The Forbidden Black. Fo- oh, careful! I must have um, been hungry because I wrote down Black Forest cake here. Ah, uh, mm. yes, I went there too. Mm. Cherries, mm. chocolate. Mmm. Mm. You're a regular Cogsworth. oh okay so she's not allowed to go there because that's technically off limits she's not allowed to leave the castle that is officially leaving the castle so maestro assures her though that he would keep it a secret then fife is told to follow bell and make sure she never returns and then beast gets dressed up and has cogsworth summon bell to hear a song that maestro made right (laughs) So he gets all fancified, and then he's immediately angry that she's not there, Cogsworth and Lumiere. They see the horse and carriage tracks, and they set off to the Black Forest to find Belle. I find it, I find it ironic. I wrote this, this down. I find it ironic that I am watching this, and my children are watching Star Wars in the next room. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and, and I... And, I think, you know, in terms of like writing for these characters, how convenient it must be to have this one character that the the stakes can be adjusted for like all the time. Like, uh, we need the beast to be like more angry here for just movie for movie. movie. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's there's there's no I guess it's it's, there's no there's there's no logic to it at all. He's really just. Yeah, he's not much of a character, more of a plot device. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, with no stakes. Um, <laughs> Just the so, type of guy I'm looking for. <laughs> but those eyes. He, those those eyes. eyes in the castle. Don't forget the, the castle. castle. And he knows what he wants. He's got a magic rose that he treats with a little bit less care than you'd think he would. And a little hostility later on. We'll get into that. A little that. bit. Wow. A little, little extra slamming around like this very fragile thing. Yeah. So, by the way, it was Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, and uh, it's you know fairly loud, and my wife's kind of doing whatever, and she comes into my office, and she's like, <laughs> you know, I've seen these movies before, but I just heard in the other room, no! <laughs> she started laughing. <laughs> so ridiculous. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh, All hey, right, did so- we also catch that the Ottoman in this movie is named Sultan? Get it? Yes, I I noticed that because I looked at the IMDb and Jim uh, Cummings played it. No, 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 it was the another guy that does a bunch of voices. He played the Sultan and um the horse. Oh yeah, that guy likes to do a lot of animal voices. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But yeah, when I saw that credit on IMDb, um, I was like, oh God, are they going to do a, a Aladdin reference in this movie right now? Okay. <laughs> okay. So Beast goes to his mirror, his magic mirror, and show me the girl. And he sees that she's in the forest. And Maestro then urges him not to go after her by singing mm-hmm. an ominous song with eerie mm-hmm. green musical stanzas. And some are babies. Singing is generous. All of the music <laughs> in this movie is just them talk singing. Yeah, it's a little more Rex Harrison-y. Yeah. However, again, I don't... This, this entire thing is a mess, and I need to make that very clear. Yeah. But within that mess, the animation choices of having the babies in this... The, the, the cartoony babies in this segment... It is actually kind of enjoyable. However, the organ having magical, like, music note superpowers at some point, like, it doesn't make any sense at all. No. Yeah. Yeah, Homeboy destroys the castle with this music. Later. Yeah. And yeah. it's so noteworthy. Like, why wasn't this moment in the first movie if, like, I mean, I know why, but. Because <laughs> the first one was good. Right, because they Academy need... Award nominated. Yeah. <laughs> this does nothing in this makes sense. But guys, the green musical standards, they became babies, and I just don't understand it. <laughs> they were they were half Cupids, half babies. And, oh. Okay. Uh, but, like, sense. mostly visually you're confused because it's like, he's singing about loving yourself, and then it's about Beast and Belle, and you're like, you're, all I saw was, like, make babies. <laughs> well, so th- th- you bring an interesting point because loving yourself 99% of the time does not produce babies. But um, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think the song I, is I, called I'm Don't sorry. Fall. I, I don't. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I think it's called hot... Don't Fall in Love. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Is that yeah, the name of the song? Don't, is don't fall. In yeah, love? don't don't okay. fall in love. Yeah. So don't fall in love. Which maybe if you fall in love, then you make babies, and so mm. these babies are there to shoot him and make his life miserable. So he gets real mad and mm. he goes and destroys all the Christmas decorations that they've worked so hard for and the true meaning of Christmas. Cause of those taunting babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have Meanwhile. to say that the, the, the taunting babies as like a shared delusion in a musical moment in a musical, I, I actually found, I did actually find that enjoyable, but apparently I am, as crazy as whoever came up with that. <laughs> I, yeah. I thought they were kind of visually, I thought they were trying to go for what they did with Belle's song earlier in the movie, where it was kind of like illuminated text decoration mm-hmm. style, but they just kind of cheaped out and went with like a sketchy unfinished look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was neon green. And so it looked, you know, it, it was kind of like, ah, this looks like magic, but it was also kind of lazy. It's sloppy magic. Such a thing exists. I oh man, it's so easy to say it's lazy, but like hand drawn animation, I totally understand is a true art and nah, add respect it's to everybody not, who worked on this. I, it's I don't not want, country bear jamboree, so it's I, not. I feel Amen. like I'm poo pooing a lot. I'm, I'm being a harsh <laughs> critic of. Hopefully, every you stock moment. up on toilet paper before March fifteenth. <laughs> Single fly. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, back in the forest. Um, <laughs> They find the perfect Christmas tree. 
Yay. And it was like Christmas vacation style where they go up to it and it's this lone tree and the sun comes and shines on it. And uh, yeah, they stole that. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then there are wolves that are on the approach, which are much more ominous than they uh, end up being because that's the last time <laughs> right. we see the wolves. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think this was the moment when they found the Christmas tree that the axe says, Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. And it was so... So really? ham twisted. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was yes. so stupid. That. It was like if you forgot, this movie's about Christmas. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Hanukkah too. It's in the title. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Because like when yeah, she's the, tri- go ahead, Dan. Uh, the the wolves. Like I really thought for a moment. I was I was thinking like, oh okay, so we're gonna retcon the wolves scene mm-hmm. too. Right. But then, and that would have been sloppy and stupid but it would have at least made sense to the movie that it's in but no just they they were a threat now they're not but at the same time if we don't see the wolves then it's like why aren't there wolves there were wolves last time and that's how she got saved (laughs) right Right? yeah i'm just saying and Cogsworth and Lumiere, they, they're hopping through the snow they to are. try to help. Why aren't the characters just like winded all the time? Because there's mm-hmm. so much jumping around. Right. Yeah. It's, they're secretly X Games competitors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Snow sport. Uh, so, oh, that's right. Because we do get that, uh, that snowboard scene. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, yeah. Cogsworth becomes a snowboard. I forgot to mention yep. that. Yep. Yep. So he gets mm-hmm. that's how they got there so fast because Lumiere going what maybe twenty five miles an hour, flames still a flowing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Bell chops down the perfect Christmas tree with the neurotic Jew axe. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, again with the the chopping. Hey, Bell can use an axe, which is cool. Like yeah. power. She kept saying, her. I can get a saw. I can get a saw. Like, no, no, it's <laughs> no, fine. It's I'm fine. already here. <laughs> You're like, well, you <laughs> axe, man. Like, okay, I get it. I'm, I feel guilty. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I think she gave him at least three outs. Like, I'll get, an, I'll get a saw. No, it's fine. Mm. No, no yeah. it's fine. Oh, I got wool. So, all right. So she, uh, yeah. Uh, we got the axe. Um and they set off back to the castle with the tree. Mm-hmm. And then Piccolo shows up. Fife is his name. He is revealed as he was sent out to thwart the plan and keep him there. And so he had a high-pitched squeak. And that freaks out Philippe, who then stomps and breaks the ice that they're on. Chip falls in. Bell falls in in an attempt mm-hmm. to save Chip. The axe then chops the ice to allow Bell to get out. Bell falls back in and the beast <laughs> arrives to save her again. And again, it's none of it is exciting because I know everyone's going to survive. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, fun. I mean, it was kind of comical how everyone ended up in the water. Like mm-hmm. we all know the true killer is going to be hypothermia. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And there's no lava. Yeah. So that's true. Trees are supposed to float and it doesn't. <laughs> that's, a <good> point. <laughs> that's a very good point. I think I maybe you didn't catch that. freshly cut trees are so full of water that maybe they wouldn't float as much. Well, maybe that uh, tree was a witch. And if the tree is a witch, mm, then it doesn't float. It's like reverse. Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Fife has regrets. Mm-hmm. Cut to act three. <laughs> well, and in, in that also, is it, isn't it, to me, it was weird that, 
Fife is the only of these inanimate like worker characters that Belle takes the time to like get to know and introduce herself yeah. to. Like you don't see her talking to the plates. You don't see her talking to the the wine glasses or the forks. Like well, she already knows them from the last movie. Right. I think it's also mainly probably because she has access to the script. So she knows that we need to learn oh, more about this character. Yeah. 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 It's very thoughtful. She is a reader. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. She, so yeah, she read the script. So she knows what needs to happen. Okay. So <laughs> Beast locks Belle in the dungeon as punishment for leaving. All hope is lost. But those eyes. Well, mm. eh, well, hope for Christmas at this point. Nobody cares about those the eyes. Dreamy eyes. They are dreamy. Uh, so Beast goes to the maestro for solace. It's now midnight. It's now Christmas. Our friends find Belle in the dungeon. And just when we think all hope is lost, the pessimistic Angelique reprises as long as there's Christmas. But not before saying, like, I was no. right. See, I told you. And I was like, what the hell? You suck. <laughs> yeah, she is terrible. Uh, like, uh. Actually, everyone in this story, with maybe the exception of Mrs. Potts and maybe Chip, everyone in this story is terrible to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not Belle. Belle's not terrible. Yeah. Belle's pretty – she's very patient. Mm-hmm. Okay. Forgiving. Everyone except those three. All right. So maybe there's hope after all. Cut to Beast and Maestro, who tries to convince the Beast to destroy the Rose to keep the curse forever. So if he were to destroy the Rose, the curse is just forever, right? Because mm-hmm. essentially everything just dies. So just as he is about to destroy the Rose, a single petal falls on Belle's gift, the book. Mm-hmm. He sits down. Now it's Christmas, so he can open it. Because before he wasn't allowed to because it wasn't Christmas. Oh, so yeah. he sits down to read the book. The story is about Beast and the curse and the castle. And did you notice the entire thing is in French? I did it's not notice. touch. Did you notice that, that for the word? Did you notice hope? Oh yeah. <laughs> le hope. Le hope. <laughs> but it's 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 so impressive that not only did she, did she write this book, but she drew all those drawings. She, she did. did that. Like, wait, when was she writing this, though? Because this happened the all in yeah. 24 hours. Well, no, then. She, well, so, that, that's the thing. So much happens in one day in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Flashbacks. It's only, an, it's only an hour long, but it mm-hmm. feels like it's happening in real time as I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> in the original version, Audrey, of the As Long As There's Hope? Christmas. No. Was on, mm. No, not that one. There was another one. The one she was reading about stories that played stories. Stories. Yeah, stories. Yeah, that's um, she wrote it then. Oh, yeah. okay. So she, she wrote the Polar book. Express. Yeah, she oh, was watching God. Polar Express. She wrote the book. She drew the story. She drew the draw. Ooh, she drew the druse, and then she also sang a song. It's like yes. a diary entry. Here's what happened so far. <laughs> exactly, because it did feel <laughs> like yeah. So as long as there's hope, all is not lost. Cut to mm. Cogsworth and Lumiere, who sing Cut Above the Rest, which has absolutely nothing to do with the story. It yeah. doesn't need to exist. It Again, does not. To- talk singing. It was yeah. annoying. And Jerry Orbach's a good singer. To celebrate Christmas? Oh, Haley I Joel. Do without mistletoe. Mm. Well, I don't need tinsel. Oh, I don't need holly. And I don't need a wreath. I, I think need someone in the writer's room said, I 
Can we do a version of anything you can do? I can do better. Um, yeah. Alternative Peter's I get the feeling from the song that it, it's definitely something that, like, it was expected to be a bigger moment than it is. Mm-hmm. And where it lands in the story makes no sense. Like, this, right. this song doesn't need to be here and it's already like at the beginning of the third act and we only have 10 minutes left in the movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like why why do this why shoehorn this in here right (laughs) well because it's only an hour they gotta add something right Um, yeah so i think here's how i could tie it in because before we talked about materialistic and christmas is 100 percent materialistic and this song is them arguing about who needs christmas less (laughs) (laughs) i think that's right like i don't need tinsel i don't need all these things i'm a cut above the rest who's the rest like i don't understand all right that's everybody else in the in the castle like i'm better than all of you because i don't need tinsel and you do there was no point yeah godless bitches (laughs) (laughs) how how must they be talking about the rest of the staff when they're not there like yeah, right, oh, they're doing that you, in know front of them. you know, Mrs. Potts. You know. <laughs> You've seen uh, her menstrual cup. Louis <laughs> polyamorous. He has like a lot of girlfriends. That is true. That's a yeah, fair point. He is mm-hmm. Pepe Le Pew. So then the beast arrives and he apologizes. Mm. She sees those dreamy blue eyes, and mm-hmm. they decide to have the best Christmas ever. End of movie. Nope. Forte is having none of this, and he plays so loud that the castle crumbles completely all around them. Like the floor separates in the dungeon. Yeah, no. And then um, he he says these words in the children's story. They can't fall in love if they're dead. (laughs) And then he says. It's true. It's true. And then he. Well, they can in heaven, Dan. That's, Um, That's true. Then he said, your second fiddle, Fife. <laughs> I thought that was clever. That was nice. That's clever. Wait, like, what? Don't wine glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but wait a minute. What's the song that Jafar sings in Ugh. the first one of these terrible movies? To, oh, to Aladdin, Genie? To Genie? It, yeah. it's, isn't it? It's not your, second, your second fiddle. fiddle. Something like that. Second it's, rate. It's, yeah okay i thought i I needed to work through that to make sure that it wasn't second second fiddle no i think you're second rate yeah 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 so beast arrives and tries to stop maestro the jar with the rose by the way is called a bell jar and i didn't put that together so beast and forte is o p a f I like, wrote that down too. He's <laughs> dog overpowered. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like this is too much. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um. What? OPAF is something that uh, us younger Millennial. people like yeah. to say. Yeah, what, yeah. I yeah. got the AF part. What's the OP? Overpowered. Oh, good lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yes, he is. Beast, uh, he tries to stop Maestro. The jar with the rose, blah, blah, blah. The beast destroys the keyboard, and Maestro collapses to his doom. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Now, I have, a, I, have a, I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. I think what I know does, where you're going. I think you probably do. What does removing the keyboard do to Forte, like, the person? <laughs> 
Well, (laughs) the bolts are removed from the wall and the the piped part can't get supported anymore and it falls down. Right. What I I think Dan is trying to get at is when they're turned back into human, is he bisected? Yeah, did Beast like rip off Forte's arms or <laughs> uh, <laughs> there just think... be a rotting body in the <laughs> upper parts of the castle? I think yeah. the top half is the pipes and the bottom half is the the keyboard. So when he takes the keyboard off, he's taken off his bottom half. He tore him in half. Right. So yeah, so Beast a is a mangled. Full on murderer. Like he just <laughs> yeah. rips a guy in half. It was killer for be love, killed. Dan. But he yeah. did it for That's love. True. That's and true. it's true. It's it's self defense, and it's in his own house. So, yeah, I guess killing for love is okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. So, Beast destroys the keyboard. The house is collapsing. Maestro collapses to his doom, cut in half, and then everything is immediately back to normal. <laughs> no damage. And then here's the part that I don't understand that I really want to unpack. There is a beautifully decorated tree and then Belle is there in her gold dress. But this Mm -hmm. took place before the original reveal of them dancing as Beauty and the Beast. So is this the first time she wore the dress? And then I I don't understand. Well, I think it's clear that she only has one dress. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, she's got her she's got her Christmas little thing. She's got her Christmas dress. She's got her blue dress with the apron, and then she's Christmas got the gold dress, which was a big reveal in the first movie. So, what's going on with this? They they blew it. They could have had a cool costume, and they went with the yellow dress. And now we have to talk about it. Well, I think maybe, I think I got it. Yeah, go for it. Well, it first of all, the actual answer is branding. The, the second answer yeah. is what mm-hmm. I think I could have seen is they play the song. Like the scene Beauty and the Beast where she sings the song was this moment. Right. That we just didn't been... see the Christmas tree. Right. Yeah. In the first movie. CG'd out. Yeah. It was like a reverse George Lucas situation. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I, it, it's it's probably branding, but it just continuity-wise didn't make any sense. Well, I think I think just to kind of tack on to that, I think the reason is that Bell not only had access to the script, but she also was aware that there's toys and that she has friends representing her in all the parks. So, right, I mean, I think point. you know you're not giving Bell enough credit when you say that it's just straight marketing. She was, it was thought out. Plus, the yellow dress has pockets, so of course she's going to wear it again. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> so anyhow, <laughs> the uh, we return back to where we began. It's Christmas in the present time, and Bell or Beast gives Bell a rose. The end. Mm. Oh, my dog did not like that. Oh. <laughs> no yeah, one liked it. I didn't it like ended. that gift either. I thought it was lame. Like, yeah, I, it was. Or it's meaningful. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of, but I don't know. He's got but a it's... castle. He could yeah. have given her like a car or something. <laughs> or you boy <laughs> around on horses. I don't think they had cars yet. Car carriage. Uh, carriage. Car, <laughs> short for carriage. Oh, okay. the bloody torso <laughs> of Forte as a person. There you go. That would have been much more appropriate. You see, he's gone now. He <laughs> can't stand in our way. I guess it's not out of the question. He has a dungeon, so maybe they get into freaky shit like that. Mm. I have we have a new Christmas angel for the top of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Forte on top. Of it. 
Oh, yeah. Fife Fife gets to sing. He gets to do a little solo on the pipe, which is kind of nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Little Piccolo guy gets redeemed. Uh, Yeah, so that's the movie, everybody. Um, (laughs) It's important to note that there was a third installment in the Beauty and the Beast world, and that's Mm -hmm. Beauty and the Beast, Belle's Magical World, which will be our next episode. Stay tuned. Oh, God, really? That's mm-hmm. is that next in line? It's next in line. That's oh. not true. What I thought, <laughs> I thought there were only two. I have to go back to this universe. Uh. Yeah, yep. that's exactly how I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah, just to give you a little preview of coming events, everybody. Beauty and the Beast, Bell's Magical World, followed by Pocahontas 2, Journey to a New World, The Lion oh, yeah. King 2, Simba's Pride, Hercules, Zero to Hero, <laughs> and the rest. Yeah, do what so. I said I'm looking forward to Pocahontas too because mm. I like po- that was my favorite when I was a little kid. We were old enough at the time. Okay. Okay. So, so what what is the sequel to this? Uh, what do we want Bell's to Magical see? World? No, I mean like like I mean I know that that is the actual sequel. What is but Bell's Magical it, World about? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is based on what we saw in this movie. Yeah. What do we want? The third one. What? What? Not. What do we actually think it will be? But what do we want it to be mm. based on what we just saw? I've like got for a me, good idea. Okay. What's you yours? No. You. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, first of all, I want to see a machete edit of the <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, since you're not a millennial like Audrey and I, um, yep. uh, I'll explain to you. The machete edit is like when you recut something and it comes from the star Wars reference. So it would be like you recut the first movie, but you insert this entire movie where it should belong in that oh. movie. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it would become unmanageable. Um, I also want to see like other events being celebrated like new year's or maybe chip's first day of school or uh-huh. <laughs> like they they celebrate Arbor Day, or they could go like like to Canada and celebrate Boxing Day, whatever that is. Fourth of July. Oh yes, yes. Wait, that's an American holiday, and they're in France. Bell's Enchanted Bastille Day. There you cool. go. It's also in July. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, it's. So what I want is because I based on the cover art, and I have not seen the the third one. Mm-hmm. So based on the cover art, everybody's still enchanted. So I want a continuation. <laughs> no. Yeah. I want a continuation on their love. I want to understand why, why, you know, take the Stockholm syndrome out of it. Tell me why he has any redeeming qualities for her to fall in love with him. Or how about, I, I think if that's the case, then I think for the next one, they should all decide that they liked it better when they were cursed. So oh, like go back. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my like, god. Let's yes. find that wacky fun naming witch and like, hey, hey, no, we're good, but could you do us a solid? <laughs> what if they're immortal? We <laughs> lamp and clock and pot. Maybe yeah. they can't With- die unless they're shattered. Like hmm. yeah, maybe. Well, they, and they can go out and like make new friends, like one's named Corvette and the other one's named like computer. And <laughs> 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 uh, Taj Mahal. Yeah, it's like, hey, let's let's bank this. Let's do this. Yeah. The castle turns out to be anthropomorph- 
Pomarth. Wow, I can't. Yeah, the, that word. The castle yeah. is a character too, and it's oh, got the castle. Oh. <laughs> yes, totally. Rich, hello. hello, I'm Rich Castle. <laughs> Voiced by Rich Little. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, okay, Audrey, so we're Audrey, gonna have a night. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sorry, Audrey. What did you want for the third movie? I was oh. just pretty pleased with the title I came up with. Fasten your seatbelts. Okay. Beauty and the Beast, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, The Crimes of Grand Mavald. Wow. So Beast and Belle, as humans, go searching for the evil lady who turned Beast into a beast because Belle can't have babies and they need babies. Oh, no. <laughs> they can come out of the organ. Oh, wait. That came yes. out wrong. Jesus. So that's, that's my... That's why. Uh, <laughs> now, can she not have babies because the beast is in, is infertile, or she's infertile? Yeah, maybe she's just been affected by the curse secondhand somehow, mm. like the rose. I don't know. The old secondhand curse. I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. think it through, other than the title. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we learned in the live action remake of uh, Beauty and the Beast, the the witch is just hanging out in the woods mm. nearby. Yeah, I, I refuse from to watch that. Get I, Bernie yeah. Peters, go find her into the woods. Bernie, bing, bing, perfect uh, into the woods. I get what you did there because she was hey. the witch and into the woods. Hey, a theater reference. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're gonna have an evening where we watch this film. And our listeners can, uh, now that they are armed with all this fabulous knowledge, can also enjoy this film with a delicious dinner of... Oh, that's me. What we're eating. <laughs> um, I was, uh, when I was watching this movie, I was really jonesing for some matzo brai because Passover recently happened. Mm, and sure. uh, can't see my family. So I made that. And then after the movie ended, I was still hungry. So I got some matzo and some tapenade that was in my fridge and ate that. Wonderful. That sounds delicious and so French. <laughs> um, Very. Yeah. So with a pairing of that matzo soup or the matzo balls, matzo we are bride. going to matzo. Yeah, that one. What's the, what is that? I don't know. Um, It's kind of like, uh, how do I describe it? Bread. Yeah. It? It's like Jewish French toast, but it's mm. not toast at all. Matzo bread is like a cracker. So mm, here's okay. how you make it, uh, or at least how my mom made it, is you take a piece of matzo, you crack it up a little bit, and then you soak it in a little water for like a minute or two, and then you mix eggs, and then you mix the egg with a drained matzo, and then you cook it in a pan like you're frying up a pancake or ma- uh, French toast, and then you sprinkle sugar on it, and it's like a sweet pancake. Yum. Yeah, huh. it's so good. Mm. That does sound good. And that would pair very well. With a Sam Adams winter ale. <laughs> it smells a little rank, but when you taste it, there's a lot going on. And then it has a terrible <laughs> aftertaste. <laughs> okay. And for my musical pairing, I kind of went in a similar direction. Um, I've been really fond of saying about things that don't go well together, that it is not a chocolate and peanut butter situation. And um, there's... I, I I don't understand why this is why Beauty and the Beast is connected to Christmas, other than of course you know cash grab, but like it doesn't make any sense in hey, the world. That's the name to, of this show. Oh my wow. god! Uh, to to go in that direction, so I wanted I was trying to think of something that that 
does that same thing. It doesn't fit with a thing, but it does it in a way that is useful. And there's a man called Mike Flowers who was involved with the Mike Flowers Pops. And in 1996, I know what he would be in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> who, who would he be? He'd be a flower. Oh, that's good. Um, in 1996, he released a version of Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, that sounds like this. It won't be easy. You think it's strange. Now, I want to make it really clear. Mike Flowers is a brilliant man who knows exactly what he's doing when he does this. And he does this kind of thing so skillfully. Uh, some people might know him from his... Um, cover of Wonderwall that was done so well that it mm -hmm. actually sounds like Wonderwall is a cover of his cover. Mm. And I'm gonna we're gonna stick with this for a little bit and you're gonna find out why. <laughs> yeah. And I believe that this was also a response to a dance mix of Don't Cry For Me Argentina that came out with the movie Evita that yeah, Madonna, Madonna was in. Yeah. And here comes the magic moment. Oh my god. It's a mashup! Mashup. Sampling. Oh, oh my god. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. Mike Flowers Pops is wonderful. And <laughs> I assure you, everything that happened in that song was on purpose and it's fantastic. And our selections tonight, food, music, and beer, just like the film, have absolutely nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> have a good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, okay, I hit the thing too early. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think we did it. We survived yeah, we another one. Mm -hmm. We did. Um, I, and you know what? I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of enjoyed it. Well, you have a fondness for Christmas things I that do. I do not share. Yes, that's true. Um, I, I like Christmas. What about you, Audrey? Uh, Christmas music. It started mm -hmm. off on the wrong foot because mm -hmm. I used to work in retail and Christmas uh, music takes me to a dark place. So <laughs> I, I do celebrate Christmas with my family and I like that part of it. Yeah. Uh, well, you started in retail, but now you're in the um, teeth wedding. Bridal teeth. <laughs> Bridal yes. teeth business. And insurance. <laughs> Bridal teeth insurance. That's right. Yeah. Right. Um, so would would we recommend this movie? No. Well, we don't – we recommend all of these movies for all the reasons. But I wonder if there are any, <laughs> any reviews. You do. Uh, oh, oh right, right. Do other Can people recommend that? this movie? Oh. It's the real question. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. But, yeah, I do like Christmas. I like – you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm a sap. I like this stuff. But I had fun. I had fun mm -hmm. watching it. I did too. Because I, you know, I was taking notes on it and and pick, and critiquing it, if you could call this a critique. So in that in that essence, yes, I enjoyed the process of watching this movie for. Yeah, for maybe that's it. I really like the process. I've really I'm really enjoying this show and the process and what it's evolving into, and and I, I enjoy our time I together. I'm enjoying the the show as well, but this was the first of the three that I really felt just I'm I'm not gonna lie, I hit that ten second forward button a few <gasps> more times than usual. And How I'm, dare you. it was it's rough. But I do oh, have a review from Kinsey H, who is a user on uh that one site. Right. Uh horrible. This is one star. 
Horrible. <laughs> Belle wasn't pining over the beast in the original. So what's up with her with her being super sappy in all of her musical numbers? Plus, she looks super weak falling in love with a total jerk like the beast if his heart didn't change during the wolf scene and he continued um, just screaming. Well, yeah, I know. Scream and rant at her uh, all up until he let her go. Did the creators of this disaster even watch the original? This franchise didn't need a creepy evil organ villain either. Like, (laughs) what is with using Tim Curry's voice for everything? The Beast didn't need a villain in the castle trying to keep everybody enchanted. They could have made this movie super lighthearted and full of Christmas spirit, which I completely agree with that. Agreed, Yeah, yeah. But instead, they chose dark and weird. Basically, I'm writing this review to save for future parents. This is why I'm reading this. Uh, writing this review to save future parents from letting their kids watch this because now it's on all the time and it's literally the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Uh, yeah. So I think we did it, everybody. And I uh, hope you enjoyed it. hope you uh, didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> the sh- this show makes it a lot more entertaining if you do watch it prior to, so you can recall back. But hopefully you got some nuggets and uh, had some fun along the way. It, uh, all, it might also work in reverse, I hope. Yeah, people will watch it and then laugh in, in arrears, yeah. as they say. Yes. Yes. I don't think yes. carriages work in reverse. Anyway, so <laughs> is that another millennial thing? No, no. It's just yeah. Like- about cars and how they can go in reverse and no, cars can't. We don't need to go easy on this boomer, Audrey. You and me, we're, we're both millennials. Carriages. <laughs> uh, parting, parting gift joke for all of you out there. Yeah. Uh, so we are a part of a wonderful network of podcasts, the Ears Up Podcast Network with Ears Up, Ears Up In Depth, the Supreme Resort, Cash grab, very annual pass holders, sabers and superpowers. This is a robust network. Look out, Earwolf. <laughs> We're coming for you. We're coming, We're coming hard <laughs> uh, with our menstrual cups. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, all right. Thank uh, you for also- listening. Yes, and thank you for Joseph McDade. Yeah, sorry, thank you to Joseph McDade for mm-hmm. providing the music that you are about to hear. Right after we say, "Until next time, be kind, be kind, and rewind." you fall in love then you make babies because those taunting babies was chip born as a cup half babies the babies make babies and some are babies they became babies and they need babies the, the taunting babies make 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 babies